Cookie Miller, and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise, because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Worth the Wait. I'm your host, Cookie Miller, and today we are talking about a few reasons why you may not lose weight even when eating very few calories. So as usual, I'm going to break this into a few parts. One, we are gonna talk about what this issue is because it has a name, so we'll define that. We'll also talk about common consumption mistakes, common exercise mistakes, what causes this to happen, how to prevent this from happening, and what to do if it has already happened. So we got a lot to get into, so let's get started. So let's start by putting a name to this. If you are eating just 1200 calories or fewer, and even if you're eating 13 or 1400 calories and still not losing weight, this could be due to metabolic adaptation. Now, metabolic adaptation is defined as a collection of responses our body utilizes as a survival mechanism in response to weight loss efforts. So in other words, it is the body's way of keeping us safe when there appears to be danger and in this case the threat is the possibility of starvation so what does this look like in real life well here's an example let's say that you have been hitting all your workouts eating within your calorie goal and maybe at first you were doing really well with weight loss but now all of a sudden you've hit a plateau so you decide to decrease your calories and or increase your activity to give yourself a little push but still the weight loss has come to a halt or maybe you've gone through periods in your life where you've tried extreme diets and you've seen great success but now no matter what you try and no matter how hard you work out you aren't seeing the same results your body could be adapting but are you sure before blaming everything on the body just adapting let's address a few common consumption mistakes these are things that you may not be aware of but these things may be contributing to making it harder for you to lose weight so first things first though you may be tracking did you know that the food label you're entering could be off by 20 to 25 percent so the more packaged and or processed foods you eat the easier it is to overconsume calories even if you're tracking every Everything. The second thing is that highly processed foods are absorbed more than unprocessed foods. So for example, you may absorb more calories from applesauce versus an actual apple. The apple is entirely unprocessed while the applesauce had to go through processing and possibly even has added sugars that are contributing to the absorption rate. Now let's move on to talk about common energy out or exercise mistakes. So food and food tracking are not the only culprit when it comes to an inability to lose weight. With exercise, many people tend to use watches or activity trackers, which I think are great. Other people use the readings on cardio machines, which are also totally acceptable. But it's important to know that those numbers will also have a margin of error, 
very similar to the packaged food and that just ranging in difference from 20 to 25%. It's very similar with those types of tracking devices. The second thing is that your perception. So perceiving that you're working out harder than you really are and then overeating because you feel like you've earned it. Now I can do a whole other podcast on the whole <laughs> relationship with food and feeling the need to earn food and how that stems from childhood and all those kinds of things. But let's just stick with where we are now. So over or working out very hard and thinking that that workout is tougher than it really is. And then again, overeating because you feel like you've earned it. More than likely, you are just breaking even, which is hindering your weight loss. And that is why you're at a plateau. The next thing is only getting movement through deliberate exercise. Working out is really only 30 to 90 minutes of your day. So it's really about the other 23 hours of the day. When I was on my weight loss journey, one of the biggest mistakes that I made was only being active to work out. You're losing out on so many quickly burned calories that way because everything that you do, whether it's walking further in the parking lot because you chose to park in the back or taking the stairs instead of the elevator or doing some gardening or any type of activity that requires you to move is burning calories. So only working out for an hour and then not moving the rest of the day can cause you to continue to break even on calories in versus calories out. Speaking of which, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how weight loss really works. So I'm sure you have heard it a million times, but yes, calories in versus calories out. You have to burn more calories than you consume. If you do, you will lose weight. If you eat more calories than you burn, of course you will gain weight. So I wanna stop here to point out that body composition plays a big part here, meaning the amount of fat, muscle, and water your body is made of. So just know that in this episode, I'm leaving that out to keep this concise, but do know that your body composition, hormones, the type of food that you eat, all of those things are going to play a part. Now your body is going to automatically try to keep your weight steady. So when you weigh less, your body will require less food and will burn fewer calories through physical exercise. When you eat less, you may notice that you don't move your hands as much when you talk or even blink slower. The body is so smart. So what causes the body to adapt? What can cause the calories in versus calories out to not work? What does it mean when you're burning more calories than you eat, but you're still not losing weight? It's because of how smart your body is. So adaptation can be caused by gaining and losing weight many times over a period of time, and it can change the way that your weight is regulated. This means there's a threshold for physical activity where it's no longer beneficial for weight loss. And the same thing goes for eating. There's a point where no matter how low you go, the scale won't move. So what happens? Well, you decide the scale isn't moving, so you're going to do more. Well, guess what? Now your body is going to signal you to eat more. Your appetite is going to increase. 
the inability to lose weight may then stress you out which is going to cause your cortisol to spike and then when cortisol spikes your body tends to hold water or you decide to lower your calories again but because you've yo-yoed for such a long time the body has adapted and therefore still holds on to fat so now let's move on to how this can be prevented so if you're someone who is just starting out and you do not have a long history of dieting the best way to prevent this is to eat enough food to begin with oftentimes people go straight to the lowest amount of calories or the most restrictive diet when really you just need to back off about 500 calories from where you're currently eating and eat more whole unprocessed foods and good protein sources so if you can avoid under eating and over exercising from the beginning your body will not adapt as quickly because I wanna be clear that the body will adapt. It's gonna adapt no matter what, but you will at least slow down that process and give yourself more opportunity to lose a bit more weight before adaptation jumps in. Now, what if you are someone who this has already happened to you? If this has already happened to you, don't worry because it can be fixed, but do know that it is going to take time and unlearning everything that you thought you knew about losing weight through crash dieting. So I'm gonna give you several tips to help you. Number one, eat more protein. Protein is what is going to keep you full and satiated and it helps you to maintain your lean body mass or muscle. Second thing, protein burns more calories when it's digesting. So it literally takes your body energy and burns calories and works your body for you to eat protein because of the way that it is digested. So this increases your overall calorie burn. Next thing you want to do is aim to maintain your weight for a while. I know that this seems counterproductive, but your body is going to need time. So focus on eating enough to keep your current weight before going into another weight loss phase. The next thing that you can do is be sure that you are adherent. Oftentimes a lack of adherence to the diet is what's causing the plateau. This right here is real talk. You got to check in with yourself and say, well, am I really doing it? Am I really actually going through the diet? Am I really, you know, staying on point with my calories or which, whatever method you're using to track? You have to be honest with yourself and check in with yourself and know whether or not you're actually being adherent. The next thing that you want to do is be accurate. So again, no matter what method you're using to track, you want to make sure that you are correct with your tracked caloric foods and drinks. Don't forget, and I should even add condiments, oils, salad dressings, like all of those things need to be correct and accurate as well. The next thing you want to do is adjust your calories as you lose weight. So again, remember you want to start off losing as much weight as you can with as many calories as possible. But as you lose weight and as you have learned, as your body gets smaller, you're going to require less food. So you want to adjust those calories accordingly. Last thing is do not cardio yourself to death. 
lift weights, mix it up. A good mix of cardio and strength training is much better than doing hours upon hours per week of like HIIT classes, for example. You want to make sure that you're giving your body rest in between your workouts and that you are not just only sticking to one type of exercise. So today we talked about what metabolic adaptation is, common consumption mistakes, common exercise mistakes, what causes this to happen, how to prevent it from happening, and what to do if this has already happened to you. Now, I know this was a ton of information to take in. This is a very complex process and much more complex than what the fitness industry has advertised over the years, that's for sure. So if you're trying to do this alone, I would bookmark or save this podcast so that you can reference it. And of course, if you find that you need a professional to help guide you through this process. I'm still accepting applications at cookiemiller.com. So be sure to list Worth the Weight podcast as your reference and we will add you to the wait list. Those who are on the wait list will be notified by email or text once spots become available. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Worth the Wait. Of course, if this episode or any of our episodes have helped you, please consider leaving us a five-star review. You can also take a screenshot and tag us on IG. We are at Worth the Wait Podcast. You can also tag me at Cookie Miller and we will repost. So that is all I got for you guys this week. I will talk to y'all next time. Bye.